best there is, the best there was, or the best there ever will be. You will rest in these. Best on the mic. Featuring your hosts, Darnell the Playmaker Celines, and from Sportsway, Dre Day. Best in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Best on the mic podcast. Guess what? We have finished the first round. I'm so happy we finished the first round. So we can get to the second round because there's a lot going on in the second round. But first and foremost, as usual, your host, Darn at the Playmaker Sounds of the Playmakers of Bar Podcast. Also from the Playmakers of Bar Podcast, the Bear of Texas. Bear Man, what's going on? What's going on, y'all? Just battling the heat and humidity. How's everything going in Texas besides the heat and the humidity? Well, you know, the stress of the pandemics, people still refusing to wear masks. Although today, for the first time since June 18th, there was a case of less than a thousand cases. So I guess there's a little bit of progress. All right, all right. And from the Bronx, Brooklyn's in the building as always, my boy from Sportsway Redrader, who just came back into the podcasting world. Dre Day, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? It's episode time, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. So, by the way, we'll get into it later, but Dre dropped his first episode back from pretty much a month and a half off. Yeah, man. Had to take a little break. All right. So, fellas, we had the final eight matches of the first round. It's been a long first round, but we finally made it through it. So, y'all boys ready? Oh, yes. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. First up, we was on. We was at, we had the match of Eddie Guerrero versus Razor Ramon. Now, before I get into the results, Alex, how did you, when you first heard about this match, what came to your head? Well, it came to my head. Well, it's pretty simple. I thought Latino Heat versus Machismo. <laughs> what about you, Dre? Same thing he said. That's exactly what I thought of. So, so I, agree with everything, I agree with everything Alex just said. That's exactly what I thought of. Great minds think alike. It was a very close battle, as as expected, because, man, man, man. But I must say, by the vote of 26 to 20, Latino Heat. Eddie didn't even lie to Cheater Steelers to have this victory. <laughs> hey, man, a lot of people are just feeling Latino heat, man. And Latino heat, I mean, big part big part of my uh, wrestling childhood. They was feeling Latino heat, so yes. Unfortunately, the bad guy couldn't get through. And as we continue to move on... This was one of the ones I was interested in because I put an old school guy against an NST guy. And I wanted to see how this went. And it went nowhere close to what I thought. <laughs> it was Adam Cole, baby, versus Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henry. And Dre, Kurt Henry, that name Mr. Perfect, proved why it's called Mr. Perfect. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. R.I.P. Mr. Perfect. But, Alex, I got to come to you, though, because... Mm, you part of part of the new the new wave, and you you haven't really watched WWE like that, but you know about Adam Cole. Yes, I mean, we talking about the man of undisputed era, the longest reigning NFC champion, the man who talks this game and backs it up. I mean, what happened to Adam Cole? That's the start of NXT. That's what NXT does for you. But with the the what we have to understand about Kurt Henning, I mean, I've said this before. I mean. When there's the when we talk about the top five biggest heels in in wrestling, Kurt. I mean, some people say he's more like top ten, but Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, is definitely one of the best heels. I mean, those rival those rivalries with Bret Hart where he cut those promos, or when he joined you know the NWO. <laughs> I don't remember him ever being a good guy. So by the way, Mr. Perfect defeated Adam Cole thirty two to six. 
right, Dre, I'm coming back at you because this is another one. This is another one that we had our eyes on. Mm-hmm. We had the Miz against the Raider All Superstar, the A-lister versus Edge. How would you felt when this match was coming about? When you posted it in text, well, you do that for every episode for that matter. You text me and let me know that is that was posted. So as soon as I saw it, I knew who I was going with. And I don't know if you remember, Alex, I don't know if you remember, but when we first started talking about the next round, well, the next round of matches that we was going to do, I said, listen, I was going with Edge just for the simple fact off that one promo on Raw where he almost had a porn show with Lita on Raw, off that alone he was getting my vote. Now, as far as everybody else, I don't care who they was going with, but I know I was going with Edge just off that alone. I was going with him. Okay. Before before I get Alice, though, what about The Miz, man? Stay listen. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I, I love The Miz. I, 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 love, I love The Miz. I always... I, listen, I'm more fascinated with him as a heel, but he damn sure could work the mic as a face as well. But, I mean, again, that... that that promo that he did with Lita, man, that 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 one thing right there tops anything Miz ever did. Right, for I, me, for me, Bear Man, jump in here. Now the thing with Lita is also is obviously is that to talk about, but also what about that time when he went to John Cena's house and slapped John Cena's dad? <laughs> mm. <laughs> And then, and then, and then that next week, or that very same, oh yeah, that very next week, John Cena threw Edge right, threw Edge into the ocean. I remember that. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, but what about the Miz though? The Miz has all the charisma on the mic. I mean, as a heel, he really, he really drives, drives deep. As if, as if, I mean, he won't, he'll never have as much charisma as a heel than he does as a, as a face. But like Dre said, whether he's a heel or a face. He's magic on the mic. As far as Miz goes, I mean, all those promos, man, like, uh, especially when he was the champion. I mean, when I think of that, it's a, it's a shame he never, he never really, he has, he, he's never really climbed back up to main event because I feel like they were, they were building him to reach that main event status again. But unfortunately, it never happened. And it's sad because when you when you have, when you have guy when you have somebody that's strong on the mic and you're building him and building him and building him, then all of a sudden he's drafted to the next show. And he has to start over. I'm just like, wow. I guess he's just stuck. He's just stuck at the uh, at the mid card status. So a very close back. A two vote difference in this one, fellas. Edge edged out the Miz, thirty to twenty eight. You know, speaking of Edge, they wanted him to end the Undertaker's streak, but he just, but he, he, he didn't, he, he, he was like, I'm not the guy to do it. I'm just not. So it's just amazing. Undertaker was willing to put him over, but Edge felt like I'm not the guy to do it. I respect Edge for that. Triple H the same way. I mean, even though Triple H fought him back to back, Triple H did not want the industry. Really, honestly, they nothing superstar wanted the industry. It was Mr. Man and Undertaker who wanted the industry. Yeah, even Brock, even Brock Lesnar didn't want to do it. But they nobody, wanted. Nobody, nobody should have. But that's that that that's the subject for another day. I don't care if Taker wanted it to end. It should have never ended. But hey, it is what it is. All right. This one, I went. I went WWE versus WCW on this one. So, Bearman, I'm gonna start with you. Our next matchup we had John Bradshaw Layfield, aka JBL, versus Diamond Dallas Page DDP. <sighs> the reason why I think DDP wins is because. While JBL had you know the arrogant billionaire gimmick, I think his his promos were better when he was with Farouk when when they were in the APA, because when we think of the APA, we remember those backstage segments and promos when they were you know sitting at a table drinking beer and playing cards, 
And that's where the fans really loved it the most. I mean, as, as a heel, it was pretty much the same thing. I'm going to beat this guy, and I'm still going to be the champion. And then he, and he, and he would always say the same thing. He would always remind us that he is a wrestling god. I am a wrestling god. That, that's why. That's why I think that his promos were better when when he was just Bradshaw when he was part of the APA because all the every now because it was always something different because when he, when he was the heel champion it was always the same thing. I'm a wrestling god. I'm gonna beat him. You people are gonna bow to my feet. It's the, I mean it's 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 a, it's a typical major heel thing, but there was nothing really new. But for DDP, I mean DDP was just I mean. When I think of DDP, I remember that alliance he had with Carl Malone when uh, Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman w- w- was part of the NWO and DDP was feuding with the NWO, and then Carl Malone was on his side. I mean, that was. I mean, I didn't watch WCW at the time, but I mean, I never, I never technically did. But but going back on the WWE Network, watching those things he did with Carl Malone, I mean, and Carl Malone feuding with you know Dennis Rodman with the, the NWO, that was that was cool. All right, I'm gonna let Drake in here before I say before I get into some of the favorite some of my favorite lines with DDP. <laughs> well, I, I, shit, I don't even remember who I went with. I think I, I, I you I went think, with DDP. I, I went with DDP. Yes, you went with DDP. Oh wow, I could have swore I went with JBL, but um. Matter of fact, while you talk, I'm gonna go look at. It. I'm gonna go look at. It. Yeah, I, I think I, I, think, I think I went with JBL. But either or, you can't. I, I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't go wrong with either. But I think honestly, with this pick, I'm about 85, 90 percent sure I picked JBL. And if so, it was a biased pick because Alex, just like you said, I didn't really gravitate to WCW that much. Honestly, I really didn't. I was Team WWE, and of course, I know who Diamond Dallas Page is, and just like you. Like, I remember, you know, watching that whole incident with him and Rodman and then Carl Malone, you know, the mailman jumped into the, you know, jumped into the fold with it. But for me, JBL, he was just magnificent, magnificent on the mic, very underrated as a heel, very underrated on the mic. And he even transcended it when he went to commentary. So, yeah, I definitely believe I, 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 I definitely, you know, you, ain't got no problem with JBL winning. You went JBL. I went JBL. You went JBL. Okay. You ain't, you ain't put no you ain't put no queens behind it on this one. You just said JBL. Close line from hell. Oh. Let's see. Oh, unfortunately, DDP took it. Thirty-seven to twenty-six. And see, y'all were y'all talking about DDP and WCW. Did y'all forget about the lines there? Well, I guess we can say JBL really felt the bang. I was forgetting what he did with the Undertaker. Make me famous. <laughs> and then it's me, it's me, it's DTP. I like me, and I know you like me, and I'm going to help you like you. <laughs> GDP yoga. So I'm not surprised DDP took that one. Actually, I was all for it. I'm glad DDP. I mean, it is what it is. But I was, I thought, it, I thought it'd be more vote for JBL because man, <laughs> JBL made you hate him <laughs> when he started becoming the wrestling guy. He made you hate him. It's just for me. I I prefer I prefer the APA Bradshaw. I mean, I think a lot of fans did. He was with Farouk, the APA. That's where we loved him the most. Alright, so now we're going to get... Alright, Bear Man, I'm coming back to you. Triple H versus Kevin Owens. Well, I've been watching Triple H since I was six years old. And during the Attitude Era, when you were feeding with The Rock, feeding with Stone Cold, those... I mean, his heel promos, of they were always there because... I've always noticed every time he would cut a promo is as a heel, the crowd would always chant asshole, asshole, and he would smile and literally say, "Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what I am." And guess what? I am damn proud of it. <laughs> I mean, Triple H took it in a level like, even though he was a heel, 
he wanted to make the fans still like, you know, he wants to entertain the best he can. I mean, Triple H really cared. But I have to, I went with Triple H because, like, like I said, I've been watching him since I was a kid. And he's all, and, and for most of the time he was a bad guy. And I always felt like he's the, he's just, he's just the best bad guy to have. And then, like, I remember one time, like, um, that, 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 during the Attitude Era, I mean, I, I'm glad I was able to watch all that as a kid. When he cut that promo, that he revealed that he was behind the uh, the Survivor Series um, assault where you know Stone Cold was you know ran over. That's just that's where he took it to just a, a whole major level. Well, he's talking. Okay, went on though. As we get a little bit later, like when he was with Evolution, the the day that Batista turned a face and turned on Evolution, that promo he cut. How he he's like telling us, you know. If, we could be on top of the world if you go to SmackDown, you win the title, and I'm still the world heavyweight title. I mean, Triple H just really like whenever you cut a promo, all you have to do is just sit back and relax it and be watched because you'll be entertained. And that's Triple H in a nutshell, as far as his mic skills go. All right, Dre, I know you picked Triple H, but I want you to play Devil's Advocate for me for Kevin Owens. I love KO. I love I, I, I love KO. I love his promo work in NXT. And I damn sure loved it in W in WWE when he made the main roster. So, I mean, the promos he was cutting with Sami Zayn when they was having their rivalry. Who could forget his debut with the rivalry with Cena? I mean, KO is that dude. I mean, he's he, he's one of those guys that have the total package. He has somewhat charisma. He can he, he can perform in the ring and he can cut promos. And that's what this is about. Who's better on the mic? But again, he's going up against future Hall of Famer and Trips, which we've all three have followed him since the beginning. I'm sure. So it was hard. It's hard. It's hard for KO to go up against that. It's hard to beat the game. You ain't gonna beat the game on that one. Does he beat the game? Probably not. Does he beat Hunter? Hunter Hams? No. Does he beat DX Triple H? Oh, definitely not. DX Triple H is just. Hunter Hurst, he might get. DX Triple H, I don't think he getting. That dude, that was. That dude, that was a committee. Hunter Hurst, Helmsley, he'll beat, but not Triple H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as a result, the game took it 30 to 21. Votes for that one. 30 to 21, KO, he, he got his votes. But like I said, the game, Triple H, DS, Triple H, <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's that's a steep mountain to climb there. Exactly. All right. Every time you think about that, there's always a smile on everyone's face. All right, Dre, this is your match, so I'm just going to give it to you. Booger T versus Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> I should point out for the record, Stevie Ray. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's all I needed to hear. That's it. And I and I said this. That that one promo right there. I don't care what Kurt Angle do. And I'm a fan of Kurt Angles. He's had amazing promos. But that one promo right there from Booker T wins it for me. I don't give a fuck. And I'm quite sure everybody that voted for this agreed with me. And that's why he won. <laughs> hey, what, what, picture, what picture did I use for Booker T? The, 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 that, that shit right there. All right, all right, Bear Man, you got you have to defend Kurt Angle. <laughs> I mean, in my case, Kurt Angle most of the time just made me laugh. Like, do you guys remember that that promo that that segment with the with the with the American Badass Undertaker when when he like he it was that thing uh, the week before he destroyed Undertaker's bike or something like that, and he like he gives him like he tries to give him a little scooter. You you because in that show I, I think they were in Atlanta, and I think Kurt Angle in that promo said. As they say here in the streets of Atlanta, my bad, homie. So, 
So I was like, I don't know if, I mean, for some reason, I mean, that just, that just made me laugh so hard. I mean, they're in Atlanta, and, he, and he's just kind of like trying to be a funny little heel thing, and he tells The Undertaker, my bad, homie. But, but other than that, I mean, like that time when he, when he can you, you guys remember that song, um, I got, uh, I got an Olympic gold. Like he starts by saying, Jimmy Cracon and I don't care. Jimmy Cracon and I don't care. Jimmy Cracon and I don't care. I got Olympic gold. <laughs> so basically like Booker T's promos were, were, were serious. I mean, Kurt Angle's promos were serious too, but, but in a lot of cases, Kurt Angle's promos were, you know, were comedic. And w- which is entertainment. So that, that, I think that's why Booker T wins. I mean, I, I love Kurt Angle, but his, his promos made me laugh more than really kind of take it seriously like like that. I mean, Booker T was like literally like, you know, pump you up like, yeah, he's going to kick his ass. <laughs> but speaking of Booker uh, T, like I was actually watching an interview he did. He, he said that he, that wasn't playing. Like he, he just said it. He, it just slipped out of his mouth. Like when he said, we're coming for you. Because he, he oh, explained. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he thought he was going to be fired. He thought he was going to get fired for it, but they decided not to fire him because they they knew that he didn't mean it. And honestly, it's because the promo just you know it it, it made an impact. So they're like, yeah, we're not going to fire him because of that. <laughs> and the crazy shit is this: this was when he was in WCW. I found out about that promo. I kid you not. In 2010. So prior to that, I never even knew about that promo. A guy that I was working with showed me, and that shit had me in tears. I kid you not. I tell people this all the time. Whenever I'm down, I put this video on, and it puts me in good spirits. Oh, my gosh. Not the five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion. I had a procedure done in September, last September. And before they put me under, I told them, play this video for me before you put me under. Just in case this is it for me, I want to go out on this. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> I'm, not play- I'm, not, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm, I'm not playing. That, that, but- that, 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 it puts me in good spirits, man. I ain't gonna lie, him, him and The Rock going back and forth, I enjoy it because even though he, ain't nobody touching The Rock, if no, you going no, nobody the rock. rock, no. But he held his own. Oh no, no. absolutely, so, and I commend him for, and, and I commend him for it. But but so come on, so man. Much to hold on. Come on, I got, I know you're an Austin fan, but I gotta do it. You know I'm finna go with. What's up? Cry for me, Austin. I, I want you to cry for me. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, as far as the, the, the mic goes, I, I'll give The Rock the edge on that. I'll, I, 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 I'll give him the edge on that. Look, look, Kurt, no I, I did not Kurt Angle and Stone Cold together. It's, like, it's magic. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> but it's not up to us. It's up to the people. So what did the people say? By a vote... Of 19 to 11, Dre, your boy Booker T took it. I said it. I said it. I, I, as, as long as he gets out the first round, that's all I was concerned with. As long as he gets out the first round, and he did that. Good job, Booker. Good job. That wasn't easy, though. I put him up against somebody that that go tick for tack. <laughs> I, I just needed him to get out the first round, and he did it. But, man. I put them two together. Oh, why did I put them two together? I don't even know why it made me do that. I don't know, but I'm glad you did. And then we get to the second to last match of the first round. All right, so Dre, we had Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff versus Terry Funk. Both guys wait before my time. But I did. his time. I did. I did see Terry Funk a tad bit when he was in WWE with Cactus Jack for a little bit. But I don't even recall him even talking back then. So honestly, I just went with him because he was the name that I was familiar with. So I'm not even going to try to bullshit and act like I know him on the mic. 
I only picked him because he was the only one that I was familiar with. Mr. Wonderful, I wasn't familiar with. Terry no. Funk, I was, so that's why I picked him. I'm pretty sure I feel the same way. I mean, when I think of Mr. Wonderful, the only thing I know about him is the first main event of the first WrestleMania, Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful versus Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Other than that, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything. I mean, the only promo I've ever seen, Mr. Wonderful, you guys remember WrestleMania 30 when Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful were backstage with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, and then Mr. Wonderful tells Hulk Hogan, like, every day for the last 30 years, they all, everybody reminds me that I lost the match. And then they kind of like reconcile. That's the right. only promo I. That's the only promo I've seen from Paul Orndorff. Now with, with Terry Funk, um, this prompted me to watch like the rivalry he had with Ric Flair in 1989 in WCW that ultimately led to that uh, I Quit match that's considered one of the greatest matches of all time. I, I went up and ahead and I watched. I watched Terry Funk cut those promos on Ric Flair, and Terry Funk was just killing it like as a heel. I mean, him being the hardcore—I mean, the hardcore god that he is—I mean, Terry Funk would, would cut this hard his promos in a hardcore like, "I'm gonna rip this guy apart. I'm gonna rip him apart. I'm gonna take his belt. I'm gonna end his career, and I'm gonna like it. I'm gonna bleed doing it." I mean, that—that's Terry Funk. I mean, the—I mean, I would always argue, who really is a hardcore legend? Is it Mick Foley or is it really Terry Funk? Because many might say that Terry Funk's the reason why Mick Foley is here, but for me, I, I just like like this. Mick Foley's the hardcore legend, but Terry Funk is the hardcore god. That that might be something for you and Chris Retz to do. Retz wrestling, if you li- whenever you listen to this, that's something for you and Bearman to think about. That might be a good a good show for y'all. Yeah, because but you know, but as far as you no, know, but you know, but that that that's why I I think Terry. I mean that that's why I would go with Terry Funk because those promos he cut on Ric Flair with that rivalry with Ric Flair. I mean, they're still they're still popular and well talked about these days. Right. So Dre, Alex, it took us to get to this mess to finally get what we've been waiting on. We didn't get it with The Rock. We didn't get it with Dusty Rose. We didn't get it. We didn't get it with Ric Flair. But we got it with Terry Funk. Thirty-five to nothing. <laughs> A shutout. I mean, I. Don't don't know. I, I I personally do not know any wrestling fans that that ever that ever saw Paul uh, Mr. One, Mr. Wonderful. Well, maybe not, but damn, thirty five nothing though. <laughs> I mean, aside from wrestling, the only thing I know about Mr. Wonderful is that he played. He briefly played in the NFL. I think he played for the Buccaneers. Huh. <laughs> no, no wonder why I ain't get no vote. And yet again, Tampa Bay Buccaneers make the podcast yet again. All right, all right. And then we get to the last and final match. Which one of y'all want to take it first? Drink it in, man. Drink it in. As y'all, those that are listening, it was Chris Jericho against Johnny Gargano for the last match of the first round. I had La Champion. Versus Johnny Wrestling. Oh, I'm just gonna let you have Chris Jericho. Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. He's been one of my favorites for quite some time. In ring ability, on the mic, my favorite, and and. I love how he was able to leave WWE for a while, come back, create this goddamn list, and and probably not for nothing. I would probably say this was probably like that stint with the whole list. That was probably one of his best stints his whole time ever in WWE, if you ask me. And if for him to go to AEW and still be able to be able to cut these promos like it's like it's nothing. It's amazing, man. I I I I I love Chris Jericho. He gets my he gets my utmost respect. I mean, I'm Team WWE, but I'm 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 very happy at what he's doing at AEW because because he hasn't missed a step. Bear man, Chris, I gotta give you Chris, Johnny Gargano. Uh, I've revealed this to you before, Darnell. I'm ashamed of it, but I don't watch NXT, so. <laughs> 
Wait, you heard of Johnny That's... Gargano? Huh? You heard of Johnny Gargano? He's I've not. Heard of him, but not I've never seen, I've never seen him do anything. Mm. NXT's never I've never I've never let's, let's say Johnny Gargano is one of the mainstay just like Adam Cole is of the NXT Johnny Gargano can talk with anybody he's up there the the, the rivalry he had with Adam Cole for the NXT championship you never wanted that rivalry to end you wanted that to keep going the way them two go at each other on the mic and then break it up in the ring. Hmm. Gold. Him and Tommaso Ciampa. Gold. Am I lying, Jerry? Absolutely not. You're not lying at all. Just go. But it's the champion. It's Y2J. The man debuted in WWF with The Rock. That by itself got him most of his votes. And then everything else you say after that just adds to it. Well, for those that know their history, that, that, that you just showed his debut, he came out and interrupted The Rock. So that right there tells you how much faith they had in him on the mic for him to come out in his debut and interrupt the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Not to, not to mention how much he bad Stephanie McMahon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the reasons why Chris Jericho is my favorite of all time. <laughs> I'm just going to get mad across Stephanie McMahon because she actually allowed all that. Like That's a lot to deal with. Well, she, she didn't care. I mean, she said as long as the fans like it and, and it draws money and it puts Chris Jericho over. I mean, that that that's what she wants. I mean, she she wanted it from a business perspective, but <laughs> but we talking about women, so you know women are emotional. So it take that that shows you how strong Stephanie is. Oh no, she's very strong. Well, she's a McMahon. Well, she's a McMahon. What do you expect? She's tough. Because <laughs> when he be, he be killing Stephanie. And don't let him and a rock get a team up against Stephen Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> every time Stephen was in the ring, I mean, the crowd, I mean, I mean, the crowd would chant asshole to Triple H, but when it was to Stephanie, oh, oh, it was far more. She got, she got every bit of it. <laughs> and by the way, have you heard Chris Jericho on commentary with AEW? <laughs> A little bit. I mean, it's for me. Look, you know, I have to be honest. This may not. This may be funny to say, but I can't stand to watch it. If, if there's no fan reactions or whatever, I just can't keep my eyes glued to it. But I have seen a little bit of the commentary. But I want to go back to what Dre said. I mean, it's just unbelievable that even he, he he's 49 years old. He's been wrestling for so long, and he's still amazing, both on the mic and in the ring. I mean, I've noticed he's not as good in the ring because, you know, that's because he's older. I mean, he's not he's not as quick and agile. He can't do the same things he did when he's younger. But but Chris Jericho still has the charisma of being a, a top heel. I mean, his his, his uh, he, I mean, the new movie has I mean, uh, he doesn't do the co-breaker. He does that elbow. I think it's called the Judas elbow or whatever it is. Yeah. I think it's cool. And, and it actually fits his heel persona. And for him to have the charisma and the ability of being a he, uh, uh, of being a stable leader that's heel. I mean. Chris Jericho still probably has a – he probably still has a lot left in him. I mean, I've been watching Chris Jericho since I was six. And he's been my favorite since because of the mic, the wrestling. I mean, if I meet him, I'm going to say, dude, I've been a fan of yours since I was six, and I'm 27. Look, look. Chris Jericho on commentary is money. I kid you not. Chris Jericho on commentary is money. I mean, I, his podcast. I laugh, I laugh so much on listening to him. Call these matches. It's, a, it's amazing. I'm gonna say this though, like we started, we started the first round with a blowout, right? That was John Cena destroying Bret Hart, right? We ended the first round with a blowout. Chris Jericho, 56. Johnny Gargano, three. So that's how you. That's how we ended the first round. Now, fellas, before we preview the second round. Any final thoughts on what took place on the first round? 
Well, I'm still in shock that somebody that the, 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 the when the Rock went against Stephen Richards, I'm still like, I can't believe somebody would pick Stevie Richards over the over the People's Champ. But then again, yeah. we talked we talked about this, Darnell. There are there are right to censor loyalists out there. Jerry, what you got? Uh, so far everything is gone out. As planned, I'm, I'm I'm more intrigued now for the second round because some of these some some of these matchups for this next round is some shit, especially that flare bracket. <laughs> so as we switch gears and previewing the second round, by the way, we will post the brackets on the website. So everybody can go to the website, theplaymakersblog.com, look at the bracket for yourself, so you know which matches are coming. They ain't running the motor, so you ain't, you, you just can't look at the bracket and know this match is coming at some time. They use a random order, but you have a you get the preview of the matches that you can look forward to. So with that being said, Dre, you bought the Ric Flair bracket. Let's go through the Ric Flair bracket. Ric Flair against Mick Foley. The Dead Man, The Undertaker going up against Vince. Chris Jericho going up against the late, great Bobby the Brain Heenan. That one is going to be very interesting. And then last but not least. I'm going to shut out on that one. Huh? I'm going to predict a shout out on that one. That, that one right there. Well, I mean. Oh, you mean a shout out? We might. We, we might have our opinion on who we think is going to win. But once we post that shit on our page, everybody else might have it. Everybody else might have a different opinion. And the final match in the rate for a bracket, the late, great Eddie Guerrero against the late, great Roddy Roddy Piper. So, Alex, the flare bracket, what catches your interest? Well... Ric Flair versus Mick Foley certainly does because we talked about this last time. That rivalry in 2006 when Ric Flair says to Mick Foley, you fall off a cage and that makes you great? That's bullshit. So that's <laughs> – Ric Flair and Mick Foley is going to make me think of that. Oh, so as a joke, man. I'm going to think like are, are people going to – when we put this match out, are people going to start saying Mick Foley is nothing but a glorified stuntman? But the other one now, Eddie Guerrero versus Roddy Piper. Oh well, mm. I, I I think I know how that one's gonna go. Don't be surprised. I mean, there's there's definitely gonna be there's there's gonna be a, a valiant fight. That there's no doubt about that. But as far as Jericho and Bobby the Brain Heenan, I mean, mm. I kind of see that as a as a one sided match. He said Bobby the Brain Heenan and Chris Jericho is a one-sided match. Oh, my goodness. Somebody mark this down because I'm going to keep it. Oh, we're going to come back to that. They ain't no damn one-sided match. That might be another tiebreaker. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. If I'm wrong, Darnell, I will admit it because you know how I am. I'm all about the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. If I'm wrong, I admit it. Oh, my gosh. Look. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arrogant enough to say, well, he got lucky. I mean that's just plain air. That's just plain arrogance. Man, I'm. You might think in the shirt. I'm thinking tie, and hey, we're gonna have to, have to do another tiebreaker. That's what I'm thinking. So I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be mad at that. And then Dre, Eddie Guerrero, and Piper. Mm. I think for all these matches in the second round in the flare bracket. Besides Jericho and Bobby the Brain, I think that one right there is going to have people scratching their heads. They're not going to know who to go with. They're not. They. They not. They're not going to know who they're going with. All right, that's the fair bracket for the second round. Alex, take us through the Dusty Rose bracket. I will gladly. So, match number one of the Dusty Rose bracket. We got the American Dream Dusty Rhodes versus Bubba, or should we call him Bully Ray Dudley? Then we got CM Punk versus Terry Funk. 
Nice rhyme. And then we go to Bray Wyatt versus the toughest son of a bitch of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the master of the middle finger. And then we go old school. We go Mr. Perfect versus Jake the Snake Roberts. Dre, talk to the people about the rose bracket. <laughs> I can see Dusty Rose truly advancing to the Sweet 16. I, re- I really don't see Bubba or Bully giving him any problems. CM Punk, I can see, I, I, I could definitely see him advancing too. Mr. Perfect, Jake the Snake, that, that's going to be the one. I think just like Eddie Guerrero and Roddy Piper, I think this is going to be another one where it's going to have people scratching their heads and biting their nails trying to figure out who going to who, 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 who they're going to go with. And then, of course, Austin Bray. Listen, the bias to me wants to say Austin, and I'm going to say Austin, but I would not be mad at anybody if they picked Bray Wyatt. I wouldn't be mad. I, I, I honestly wouldn't be. They've done a disservice to Bray Wyatt in WWE. They have done him a disservice. He should have had multiple title runs already. But they've misused him. They've treated him like shit. The only good thing that has come out of him is that he shot up JoJo's club twice. Other than that, I don't know. Um, and speaking you, of Bray Wyatt... Hold on, hold on. Did you see the string rules? Huh? Did you watch the string rules? Have I have I have I watched it yet? Yeah. Bits and pieces. Oh. The fiends back. Oh no 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 that 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 I know that I know. I'm just gonna say the fiends back. Oh my gosh. So it, it's gonna get very interesting with Bray Wyatt in the future. Just to let y'all know. That Bray Wyatt Austin that kind of that intrigues me because that done Bray Wyatt. He reminds you of a mini Undertaker, man. And plus, Stone Stone Cold is Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah, man. So that's that's bald headed bitch, son of a bitch. The senior punk Terry Funk one interests me because Terry Funk just shot out Paul Arndt, and somehow CM Punk be senior punk be Shawn Michaels off of pretty much run promo. How far does that one promo gonna take CM Punk? Is the question. Terry Funk. Terry Funk got a shutout. He may be on the verge of getting shut out the next round. That's how you feel, man? I feel yeah. the exact same way. Now, one, this one promo, I want to see how far this one promo is going to take CM Punk. Because, as Alice liked to say when he on the podcast, CM Punk did tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth in that one promo. I mean, well, as we get towards... As we get, as, we, as we get towards... The latter end of these of this tournament, we gotta really, really, really dig deep and think about that one specific promo from that perspective superstar. And and just like you said, that one that that that, that one from CM Punk, and we all know which one it is. Pipe bomb. We're gonna see how long it's gonna take him. We, we we're gonna we're gonna see how long he's gonna be able to advance in this tournament. Just off that one promo. We're going to find out. That's the Rose bracket. Just just because I love my boy up in Brooklyn. I'm going to let him do the Hogan bracket. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Hogan, Valentine Dream, Jerry the King Lola against Booker T. The rated R superstar Edge, Paul Heyman, and last but not least, Samoa Joe against the late great Macho Man Randy Savage. All right, Alex, talk to the people. Now we get to The Rock. The, I like to call this one the people's bracket because, you know, it's The Rock. Now we have The Rock versus Jesse the Body Ventura. Hmm. Oh, well, I, I think I, I had a feeling how that one's going to go. And then we go to Diamond Dallas Page and Jim Cornette. <laughs> that one's really interesting because when we think of Jim Cornette, we think of all the, controversy, all the controversy because of what he said. 
I mean, you, you, if you guys don't listen to, to his podcast, he has two podcasts. Oh, no, listening. oh, no, oh, no. I've heard a couple of them. Yeah, they're actually – and Jim Cornette's actually – I mean, his podcast, believe it or not, despite the controversy, they're, they're actually really good. They're, they're really fun to listen. Oh no! I've so heard that's why that's why I believe Jim Cornette has a chance. But it's not only that, but you know, it's Jim Cornette overall from what we know. Then we get to Triple H versus John Cena. Mm. Oh boy! And then last but not least, we we go back to being old school. The Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase versus Ravishing Rick Rude. As y'all can see, I was not playing when I made this tournament. I was dead serious. So, Alex. Edge versus Paul Heyman. <laughs> oh boy! A head, uh, a head scratcher, uh huh? Ain't no head scratcher know, at all. Well, <laughs> as, as far as Paul Heyman goes, guys, I mean, I've said this before. If this was like who's the better manager, I mean, Paul Heyman is a strong favorite, but 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 Paul Heyman, his mic skills are so awesome. That that being said, I'm not going to predict a winner, but I am going to make a prediction. And my prediction is I'll, this is going to be this is going to be I'll, close. I'll predict this, the winner. What you got? I'll, I'll predict the winner for that one. What, what is it? Now, and I love Edge. You going Paul Heyman? I, I love that he's married to Beth Phoenix. I love that he has two beautiful young daughters, but he is not beating Paul Heyman in this one. He's about to get up out of him. <laughs> he's about to go on the shelf, just like he's on the shelf right now after the surgery. <laughs> so let me put you on the spot. Lawler and Booker T. Ooh-wee. Um, you know what? I said if he can only get out the first round, I'll be good. I said as long as he got the first round, I'll be good. I would not be surprised if he can get out the second round. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going with Booker. I'm going with Booker. Now, when you drop it, I'll find out what everybody else is going with. But for me, I'm going with Booker. Now, let's see if the king can throw some money my way for me to persuade (laughs) to vote for him. But even at the same token, Booker T was the king too. So, hey, I'm sticking with King Booker on this one. Now, I'm going to say this. Hulk Hogan is Hulk Hogan. Regardless how you feel about him, it's Hulk Hogan. But the Velveteen Dream. That's who I'm going with. That's who I'm going with. We we talking, Dre, we talking Ravishing Rick Rule mixed with who? Uh, Shawn Michaels? That's who I'm going with. I'm going with him. It's best on the mic. This is, not about, this is not about who's the bigger icon or who's done more for wrestling. If that's the case, then yes, it's Hogan. But it's best on the mic tournament. That boy, so that being said, I'm going with Valentine Dream. I'm letting you know that now before we even post this shit on our social media pages. I'm going with Valentine Dream. Look, before y'all hoaxers out there who are all about legend. And tradition, go watch the Veritine Dream promos from NST. I guarantee you, it will not be an easy choice for you. You still might pick Hogan, but you'll you'll think about two, three times before you make that pick, because Veritine Dream can talk. Like Denzel said in American Gangster, I can guarantee you peace of mind. I can guarantee it. Valentine Dream, I guarantee you peace of mind. Uh, Alex, I got to ask you this. Before I get to the rock factor, some more joy and macho man. Ooh. So we got the coquina clutch versus the flying elbow smash. This is macho man all the way, guys. I mean, we're talking a legend, a legend that even today people still talk about. And honestly, as far as Samoa Joe goes, since he came to WWE, I mean, has there really been much of an impact? I mean, I mean, come on! You got a legend. You got the Macho Man versus Samoa Joe. We all, we all, we all. Even though, like Macho Man, like you know that thing with with Hogan and that thing with the WWF is is, is before our time. We've seen the we've seen the tapes, guys. Yes, we've we seen have. We've seen everything. Yes. 
Yes, we have. Woo! Go ahead. Talk dirty. Talk dirty. Yeah, it's the guy. In fact, when we done with this episode, I'm going on YouTube to watch some of have to watch some of them promos. As soon as we done with this, I'm going on YouTube to watch some of them. Well, and then we get to my my bracket, the rock Cup, bracket. Cup of coffee in the big time. Alex, I'm going to start with you because Triple H and John Cena. Well, looks like, are we, are we going back to uh, 2006 or something now? Apparently so. <laughs> and this if, is, I, and yeah. if I recall, that was John Cena's year over Triple H. Hmm, maybe he might be again in 2020. Hmm, interesting. I mean, we all remember Triple H began showing signs of his old DX attitude during that feud. We all remember that. And we remember in that match at WrestleMania 22, John Cena was one being booed and Triple H was being cheered. But, man, you you still got But we talking about Dr. Thugonomics at the same time. Well, are we talking? Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, I so you got to look at the whole thing. Yeah, look at the whole thing. I mean, remember, there's two. There's the th- doctor of thugonomics, and then there's the leader of C Nation. You got to look at the whole thing. It's, it's Cena. I mean, Triple H. It. This might be a tie. Who knows? <laughs> Man, if I do recall, I think John Cena has the had gotten the most votes out of anybody in the first round. Well, then obviously that that gives John Cena John Cena an edge, uh, an advantage, I should say. No, he got the second most votes. You know, CM Punk got the most votes in the first round. Regardless, fans when they think of Triple H, they're gonna think of all these fans. They're gonna think about back during the Attitude Era. That's what gives Triple H a great advantage because Triple H has been there longer than Cena. That's why I think Triple H has a, has a legitimate chance of actually pulling off an upset and eliminating the doctor of thugonomics. What you, what you think, Dre? I'm in agreement with Alex. Like, like when you post this, there are going to be some fans that they're, they're going to go back to the attitude era as it pertains to Triple H. But for me, if I had to give my pick right now, if you're asking me right now who I would go with, I'm going with the one who could potentially be on the Mount Rushmore of WWE. Right now, I'm going with Cena. All right. Real quick, I'm, Greg. I'm going with Cena uh, right now. A certain man paid you to pick him, right, in the first round. That same man is going against Ravish and Rick Rude. Million Dollar Man, right? Mm-hmm. Million mm. Dollar Man, you better slide some money to me. Uh, and pretty much Alice, Bell, Alice already dove into DDP and Jim Carnett. I'm interested in that one because Jim Carnett is, is a special guy. Very special. But that darn, <laughs> that, Very darn, special. that darn DDP and the Lions are, are not doing that Lions. Oh my gosh, I can't. Oh my. The fact I went, I have, I have finally finished watching the Lions era. Dude, DDP. They literally let him have the mic every time he came out. <laughs> For a reason. It's going to be good. This second, right. this second round this second round is going to be amazing. If, if, people, if people thought the first round was something, it's, gonna get, it's, it's, it's just going to get better each round. And the second round is about to start. So I can't wait. I, I, I can't wait to share this stuff on my period. All right. So, before we get up out of here, as I said before we started, Dre is back in the podcasting booth, so give the people a little taste of what you dropped already. Uh, this ep- I mean, th- this episode that I did, I wanted to keep it simple. Um, I didn't want to come back to be no long, drawn-out episode where I'm talking for about an hour and change, so I just broke down... The upcoming NBA season, the best way I could. I didn't do no breakdowns of conferences and shit like that. I just gave my little quick opinion on it. Uh, MLB starts this week. 
I spoke on that as well. Of course, I gave my prediction who I think is going to win the World Series. The team who's fitted I'm actually wearing right now, who I think is going to win the whole thing, that would be my Yankees, but that's neither here nor there. And then, listen, I know for some people out there, they don't care too much for the WNBA. I do. I love my girls. They deserve their props, and they're going to get it. So on, on the, the pretty much the last thing I spoke about was the upcoming WNBA season that's about to start this weekend. So it's a good episode. I already listened to it. Very good episode. Check him out. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. He got merch on deck. Let you know that. Yeah. DM me. Dre Day. On Sportswear with Dre Day podcast. So get it at him. He on Facebook. He on Instagram. He on Twitter too, but he really don't be on Twitter like that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I really don't. <laughs> Honestly, I really don't. So, if you want to DM him, DM him, hit him up on Instagram or Facebook. Those your those your best options right there. Hey man, I'll add me. I'll add me. I still got some stuff. Still got some stuff. All right, Bear Man. Me, I already know what you got. You already know what I got because we actually work together. But tell the people what you got coming. Well, the Bear of Texas podcast is about to be revived from the dead. But I gotta tell you, folks, things could be done a little bit different. Things will be defined into segments based on subjects. I've got two big things coming up. Number one, I've got Cowboys Talk with the Bear of Texas. Well, of course, it's Cowboys Talk, so expect some frustration, expect some anger, expect some facts. But most of all, expect criticism because I will not hesitate to criticize whether it's a player or a coach. These are words from a frustrated Cowboys fan who's just going to tell the truth and tell it like it is but also from a sports writing perspective. Can I throw Jerry Darnell's going to be my first guest. I mean, if, if the fo- world wants to see the first episode as me versus Darnell, well, so be it, because no matter what happens, I will be fearless, and no troll is going to get under my skin. Ooh, I ain't wow. asked for this. The NFL decided to have my first home game to open up my new stadium is with the damn American team. So, yeah, I feel some type of way. And, and speaking of the fact that Last time we played them, we, we got our ass whooped for once by the Cowboys. It usually don't happen, but we got our ass whooped last time. Well, you know what? It's going to happen again, and it's not going to go your way. Mm. Mm. You, you, better, you, better hope, you better You better hope to push that season back. Because when I come, first and foremost, in the fall around the same time, the Cowboys talk is happening. Ramley talk is coming. For all my Los Angeles Rams fans, I'm doing my own NFL podcast under my brand. Same thing as Alex, but I'm doing it my way. I'm telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But we gonna, but we gonna talk Rams. We gonna talk about division. We gonna talk about players of the week for the Rams. And plus, as always, I'm gonna pick every NFL game that is to be played. So look out for that. By the way, uh, this ain't the only time. That y'all gonna hear from Alex and Dre when it comes to me, cause I'm bringing hoops talk with me, which is gonna be dropping next week, cause the NBA restart is back. I'm ready to talk. You know, uh, I'm gonna have Dre on there. I'm gonna have Alex on there. I'm gonna have some more guests on there, cause I love talking hoops, and this is what it's gonna be. So be prepared for that. Also, we have merch too, and we doing a giveaway. So. If you want to be a part of the giveaway, Alex, what they got to do to be a part of our giveaway? It's very simple, folks. Go on the Playmakers blog website, subscribe. It takes 10 seconds, and you will you enter now for a chance to win some free merchandise. You will be given access to our content. You will not be disappointed, folks. It is worth it. Subscribe now, and you will be taken care of. So subscribe to the website. You'll be entering to win a free Playmakers uh, merch of your own choosing. You get to choose which one you want. So, with that being said, final words, Dre? Go check me out. Sports Web with Dre Day Podcast. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Anchor, any streaming platform you can think of that stream podcasts. The Crystal Street Golden Boy is on there. The Hood ESPN is on there. And with us, 
me, the Barrett Texas Playmakers Block, catch us on Anchor, Red Circle, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio. We are on TuneIn Radio. That just happened. So get us on there. We 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 rocking and rolling. We're spinning. Bear man, last words. Yes, there was one more segment also that's going to be coming. I will be hosting a soccer segment. It will begin next month. And I have come up with a name. It will be known as Pitch Invaders FC. I will be talking about soccer with some very, very good soccer experts. And just like the Cowboys, y'all, you're going to hear nothing. You're going to hear the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Hey, there you have it. Out in Brooklyn, Dre Day. Sportsway with Dre Day podcast. Thanks for having me on again, my guy. Out in Texas, my my partner, Bearman of Texas, Alex. Time for me to go cool off, y'all, because this heat has fried me to a crisp. That's exactly what I'm about to go do right now. Cool the fuck off. And guess what? When I go to San Francisco, I'm going to jump into the San Francisco Bay and cool off. And you know me, your host, the playmaker, Darnell Salas. We all signing off, and we'll see y'all when we start doing round two. Peace out, y'all. Peace and love. Peace and love.